Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Beaten Cleft. This week we're doing another playlist. Uh, we're doing what we call the Newlywed Playlist. It's where me and Dill decided to pick songs that we think the other would like, and it was an interesting experiment. Yeah, and I think it's more self-indulgent than it is informative. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it. So, let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. <laughs> Ooh, Newlyweds. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back. We are here again for your listening pleasure. Uh, me and Dill have been doing this playlist thing for a minute now, and we're really liking it, so we're just going to keep doing it until we burn out of it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so this week we decided to do, again, I've already kind of talked about it in the intro there, but uh, Newlywed Playlist, kind of a, a play on the Newlywed game, which is one of my favorite game shows of all time. Mm-hmm. The, the original one, the one then tried to reboot it, it wasn't as good. But anyway, not to go on a tangent already. Uh, this was a fun week for me specifically because I think me and Dill secretly had the same plan with this where we're just going to pick songs we really like and hope the other person liked them as well. <laughs> How can I put five songs together and push it on the other one? We really fucked up this concept a lot. But I did think about like, oh, because there were some songs that I didn't pick because I was like, ah, Dill might not like that as much as the other one. And I waffled on one that ended up being what you said was your favorite song you've heard this year, um, which was actually my song <laughs> of the show. So I did think about it, um, but it really was more just a self-serving. Like, I want to listen to these five songs because I haven't in a while. Yeah. <laughs> just hope that Dylan also and likes them. It's kind of like this is a good playlist because it's things that you and I both enjoy and we're yeah. trying to like kind of just like softball serve it up to the other one. Yeah. So I think that's why it works is because we kind of have – a playlist that meshes really well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it really is a great playlist. Like, this is a... I think I might even like this one better than the Windows Down playlist. Because I feel like this is more consistent. Because we even talked about it before we recorded. Like, we kind of picked... We kind of picked our songs in the same order where we picked two heavy ones and then a couple lighter ones and then a weird one. So, yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, we, uh, we have some good ideas for next week, unlike uh, previous weeks. <laughs> I also have a song of the show, unlike the past month and a half. Yep, so. we had nine days to prepare, so we are on this shit. Nine, nine days, and I did all this stuff on the ninth day. So. <laughs> uh, to be fair, like uh, Dylan, you've been busy. I just started a new job, so I've been trying to kind of focus on that, and uh, so that's kind of why we're recording late, but we'll still be on time as far as the episode schedule goes. So yeah, it'll peek behind the screen there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also... Do you want to get into the... We only had one audience sub- submission sure. this week, and it was kind of on purpose. Uh, we didn't reach out to anyone for these just because it's going to be a little bit more intimate. We're probably going to talk a little bit more about these songs than normal, um, but we did have one audience submission from our honorary third member, Ben Carter. Yes. Uh, you go first, since I'm going to be doing the uh, the actual playlist proper first. Okay. Uh, so Ben's pick for me was Stargazer, End of the World. Yeah. Um, I love this song. Ben knocked it out of the park. <laughs> oh, Benji, you did yeah. you did good. Yeah. Um, the hushed vocals. Th- I was expecting like a big blowout EDM song, and this is like this would fit in our Windows Down playlist yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Uh, I love the the hushed vocals, the the ethereal feel. It kind of feels like 
when you're going through it and you're like, you know what? I need to go for a drive. Yeah. You're just going to roll the windows down and like contemplate life. And that's what this song feels like to me. And didn't really look up the lyrics, but I think it's, it's kind of, kind of emo. I think that's what Ben said. Yeah. He, he said it's to- got some big sad boy energy in it. And that, that's what I'm, I'm all about. I love the, the let's go drive and think about life songs. Yeah. And this is, this is a good one. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised that you like it as much as you do. Because when I listened to it, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if Dylan would like this. So maybe Ben knows you better than I do. I've known you for almost six years now. Ben's known you we for We surprise each other every week. It's true. We pretend to know what the other one likes. Like, I picked Jack's Mannequin that one week. Yeah. Like, this is going to be easy. We'll both like this. No. And you're like, yeah, fuck this I, album. I didn't. I was pretty harsh. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, no, I know my brother as well as anyone in the world. So I was just trying to guess. Um why he picked this for dill and i think it's because it is very accessible it's kind of like a poppy form of edm or like dancing music kind of like a pretty lights feel almost which is very accessible and uh you know i think i think it's a great choice it's a nice easy listen with super clean production and i think that's probably mostly why ben picked it and i have uh the text ben sent us because i asked him for some feedback as to why he picked these let me pull up the text here real quick uh, so, uh, for Dylan, he said, it's hard to explain. This one just felt right. I just discovered end of the world myself. And it seems like they've got enough sad boy in their electro for you. And <laughs> that's was to Dill. So, yeah, yeah. He knocked it out of the park. And I think a, lo- a lot of music this time of year, we talk about it at no end. It's just like, how does it make me feel when I got the windows down? Yeah. And this is, this is my, this is the EDM version of ska music for me. So, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Completely different energies, but I, I totally get what you're saying. It's kind of like, yeah, it's nice to listen to. It's got summer energy. It's got like nice weather energy to yeah. it. And I, you know, I can totally get that. Um, so, uh, next for me, Ben picked distant lights by Zhu. Um, spelled Z H U. So I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. That's probably the incorrect Chinese pronunciation of that, but you know, whatever. I'm not, I don't know how to speak Chinese. So, yep. um, so the beginning of this reminds me a lot of like knife parties, recent stuff. And if you don't know EDM, like knife parties, like a big act in EDM and their most recent like album. I absolutely love like it, it's, I don't know. It's just, they're very different knife parties. doesn't sound like anybody else. And I really appreciate that, especially in EDM. Um, and I make, and it makes me think that's why Ben picked it. It evolves into like a Neo trance feel. It's not fully trance, uh, but it's kind of, it's in, definitely in that kind of slow moving kind of like builds on itself trance mm-hmm. feel to it. And, uh, and, and I think, I also think, I also thought that Ben picked it because him and I watched a trance set on Twitch together. Like I just randomly popped it on. I texted him. I was like, Hey, this chick's killing it in like her bedroom right now. Like she's like a mom who just put her kids to bed and she's playing like trance at full <laughs> volume so and sweet. was like, just killing the set. And we like both enjoyed it a lot. And I think so. I, th- I thought that's why Ben picked this for me because it's kind of a mix of like, it's kind of house, still got some housey elements to it, which is my thing. I like big house, um, but it's more of a trance track. Um, and Ben, Ben has been trying to sell me on trance forever. It's just not something I've ever really bought into, but I've been coming around to it more lately just because, you know, I've been listening to EDM forever now. So, you know, whatever I, I, re- I do like it. Uh, I do like it a lot. So, and I know big, good pick, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so Dill, what'd you think about it? Um, I think if we're narrowing things down about things I like and don't like about EDM, I think this song and the trance elements are the things that I don't like yeah. about this song. Um, but you know, if I had enough vodka Red Bulls in me, I'd rage to it. So <laughs> I think <laughs> there's a time and a place for it for sure, me. Sure. Um, but you know, sober driving around, it just 
I was like, you know what? I like it. Just not. I wouldn't listen to it on my own. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing with trance too. It's kind of hard to listen to if you're not in the right state of mind. Like you have to be in the mood for it for me specifically. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's kind of where trance loses a lot of interest for me is I can't just throw it on and just be like, fuck yeah, fist yeah. pump, fist pump and stuff. Right. Whereas with that big house, like you just like, all right, sick. This beats it pumping through my chest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and then Ben wrote for me, uh, he said, I, th- I thought you might not have heard of Zhu before, but he's really talented, plays sax, guitar on a lot of his tracks and live, um, makes some really cool haunting yet dancey tunes. He's just released an album and Distant Lights was a standout for me. I thought you might like. So, yeah, I mean, that that perfect kind of perfectly describes what it was. It's very kind of eerie, but still kind of dancey. That's, you know, the kind of mix in house and trance there. So, yeah, another good pick by Ben. We appreciate him narrowing it down to one song because he sent us both playlists. <laughs> he made a playlist individually for both of us that was the same length as the playlist that we made collaboratively. So yeah, again, the old the old Benjiing. He's working harder than we are on our own podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny, uh, but you know, God bless his soul for putting in the work. He he really does love this concept of this podcast, and I wish we could have him on more. Uh, if he didn't live so far away, he would be our third member for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. We would have been on every week. Um, so that's why we kind of reached out for him because he knows he knows me really well because I've known him as in, literally his entire life. And uh, he, he kind of knows you through the podcast and we've hung out a few times. So Yeah, we're like – it like feels like you get to know people more through music. Like you understand who they are. The more you listen to music, you know they're listening to. Yeah, and you and Ben like clicked right away. Mm-hmm. And I kind of figured you would because Ben's just me in a skinny redheaded form. <laughs> so we're, we're essentially the same person. Plus two redheads have never not gone that, I guess that's probably There's true. There's no red-on-red red crime that I know about. <laughs> I, tell you, I don't know. Did Seamus have a redheaded out, uh, adversary in the WWE? I don't think so. Gentleman Jack, maybe? <laughs> Did you ever watch Gentleman Jack, by no. the way? Great. And we'll have to put off, we'll have to watch a clip of Gentleman Jack. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time that never really made it. So uh, anyway, let's let's hop into the first song on the playlist. So well, my first pick for Dill was Escape from Hellview by CKY. And there was a lot of CKY songs I wanted to pick, but I picked Escape from Hellview because it is the most kind of emo-ish that I could that I could think of off the top of my head. It's got the like really like hard rock almost metal guitars very driving rhythm but it's also got these really clean nice vocals and it is it's the lyrics are pretty depressing uh so you know i I thought you would really like the lyrical content on top of this really cool musical arrangement that they have um the guitar tone that cky uses is really really cool it's very heavily distorted and i think you wrote in your notes it feels almost kind of tuned down i don't know if it is or not but um, it reminds me of like every Tony Hawk game ever. A lot of bands at the time, like, like hardcore punk, uh, like this kind of hard rock, like alternative rock. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were using very similar guitar tones at the time. And it really kind of reminds me of early jackass days. Bam Margera's younger brother is the drummer in this band. Uh, so the precursor to jackass, they called him CKY videos, where it was Bam Margera and a bunch of his friends doing just stupid shit. And, so yeah, that's where it came from. Was the name of this band, which stands for Camp Kill Yourself. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really do. I love CKY. I wish they were more popular because they really do kind of stand the test of time for me. There's they're a band from that era very clearly, but they're still really fun to listen to twenty years later. Yeah, yeah. The guitars are so catchy, yeah. and yeah, like you mentioned, they do sound almost tuned down. Like they're it's almost a metal song. Um, 
but the singer has such an accessible 90s rock voice that it, it's like yeah it when you said Tony Hawk I was like yes I felt like uh ATV versus uh <laughs> yeah, motocross any, yeah. any extreme sports yes. game from like the early 2000s that's what this sounds like um but yeah I love this song and I wish it's one of those songs that you feel like you might hear on 96 rock mm-hmm. um I did some research on this. I watched the music video, <laughs> Wild, yeah. and I watched the behind the scenes, which I sent to you. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were uh, the they almost killed a guy. Yeah, literally this music video. Like that's not an exaggeration. Like this guy almost hung from the neck. And they were like, was almost <laughs> killed. They're like, shouldn't we put a harness on him? He's like, ah, he's he's not gonna be up there very long. Yeah. And so whatever something slipped and the guy was sitting there hanging and they're like, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job acting. Yeah. And then they realized he was seizing and like literally suffocating. dying. Like he passed out and like, didn't remember anything. And like, I think it happened when he tried to like swing his guitar around and a guy like caught in the harness and that like tightened the noose. So yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. That's the closest I've ever seen to somebody dying. <laughs> like, it was in real, like actively dying. And they had it all on video and it was just, it was wild to yeah. watch. Yeah. It was it's a, wild to see young, margera like before drugs and yeah tattoos. yeah yeah like when he was not just ruined by everything yeah but yeah it, this is a great song and I, it's a great pick it's definitely like a perfect mesh of what you and i both like yeah songs. that's what i thought too i think it was it was a good mix of both uh so my first pick for kev was systematic by while she sleeps uh, this is a, a new, probably the newest song we have on this playlist because this album just came out a few weeks ago and I picked it because it's my segue between what, uh, what music I work out to and what I think Kevin would really enjoy. It's like new metal perfected mm-hmm. or like a modern new metal. Yeah. We had the same exact note on that actually. So, um, either way it, it's palatable, it's anthemic and just like the guy's screams are so accessible. Like, you know, you can hear you, he like enunciates well and like they do like little raps on their verses and then the big scream choruses. Um, it just, I, I've been listening to the last three albums and every single one front to back, I can work out to it the entire time. It fucking rocks. Um, so yeah, uh, I think there's even a turntable at the end. So that's why I picked this one specifically. I was like, is that a turntable? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Close enough. I'm sending it. (laughs) So uh, I'm excited to hear what you think. Yeah, no, I, I, I said I thought it was interesting that you started off with like electro metal because that's like my two main musical tastes just kind of smushed together. So, yeah, I, I mean, I love this shit. I feel like I've listened or heard. You may have showed me this band before or I've kind of found them in passing somewhere. I've definitely seen that that art somewhere for that. Album. I sent you a song from it when the album first came out. Yeah, and I was that's like, what it was. New metal. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 it's, I love it, dude. It, it reminds me very much of two bands that I loved back from like the new metal era, which was fear factory, which is more like an industrial metal. And then static X, which is like almost true new metal, but like, like good, the good, the better side of new metal. Yeah. And Wayne static, the lead singer of static X RIP, um, has very similar vocals to this where he has his screams, but they're very well enunciated and you can kind of tell you, you there's never like, ah, oh, what the fuck is he saying? It's always like, yeah, okay, this is just a fry scream that I can understand. And that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. And I were the exact same thing. It's like, it's, it's like new Neo new metal where it's, it's, it's the condensed. We've had 20 years to kind of ruminate on how shitty new metal was. And so the things that work about new metal, they kind of took and turned it into metal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while she sleeps kind of like condensed everything and let it marinate for 20 years. And I don't know when they started making music, but 
they, they've kind of perfected that sound and uh, I, I really like it. It's just relentless energy from start to finish. And I gave every single song a pass fail grade on whether I liked it or not. And this absolutely passed. Let's go. This weapon will kill <laughs> for all those, for, cut. <laughs> for all those forged and fire fans. <laughs> I don't know how big of a cross section. Well, <laughs> that is. If we have the same listener, <laughs> if we have the same listeners that watch fortune and fire and like very specific realms of music and know me and Kevin personally. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I fucking love Fortune Fire so much. It will good. It will kill. Oh, fuck. Okay. Anyway, uh, so moving on to my second pick for old Dilly Boy across. The, that's a terrible nickname. I'm not going to call you that. Dilly anymore. Boy. Old Dilly Bar. <laughs> Uh, is Kingdom by the Devin Townsend Project, and I've always I've always heard of the Devin Townsend Project, but I haven't listened to them until I don't know about five years ago, and I'm like, fuck, what was I doing this whole time? Because it's exa- it's everything I love about metal. I love power metal. If you're, if you're not familiar with that subgenre, it's like operatic, super nerdy wizards, dragons. It's basically D and D, but metal. And so I, I've always loved that form of music. Um, Iced Earth comes to mind as one of my favorite power metal bands of all time, Man of War, stuff like that. And then Devin Townsend isn't power metal. He's just kind of his own thing. He, it's very operatic the way he sings. Um, and I actually watched an interview with him just the other day from one of my favorite YouTube channels um, called The Charismatic Voice, who she was like an internationally traveling opera singer, and she breaks down like music, vocal performances. She had Devin Townsend on and had like a – a tea time chat with him and he actually admitted he doesn't like singing at all. Like he actually hates it. Like he has, he's been doing it for like 30 years and he hates singing, but he's got one of the better voices I've ever heard specifically in metal. And he just doesn't enjoy it. Like he doesn't know, like it was very weird for me to hear. He's like, yeah, beyond like what my choir teacher told me in middle school to just sing from the diaphragm. I don't really have any techniques and it's so fucking annoying because he's fucking great, man. He's, his voice is so powerful and clean. His vibrato is nice and even. And it's just like, fuck man, Devin, uh, some people just get it all right. (laughs) And he's like a great guitar player as well. But anyway, into the, into kingdom, the actual song I picked, um, I think it's the kind of de facto, song that you show people to get them into Devin Townsend because it's, it's nice and clean. Uh, it's very heavy, but it's not, it's very accessible at the same time. And this is from a concept album about (laughs) some sort of intergalactic war and the whole, the whole album is a trip and I love it so much, but it's very goofy. Devin Townsend is a very nerdy guy, uh, which kind of, you know, it's perfect for metal. Uh, but, you know, he does have that very operatic voice. It's, I, I love high concept metal, and this is exactly that. And just Kingdom fucking rocks, man. It's just when he, my favorite, my, what really sold this song for me, he had like a very long, long-ish intro, but then he comes in with the, oh, like, it's just, what the fuck? I thought this was a metal song. Yeah. It's just, I didn't think this was a choral performance, and it's great, man. I love, love, love Devin Townsend. It reminds me of, like, someone that, like, hit, like, takes a big hit of weed or something. I was like, <sighs> what if we made a metal opera? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, that's exactly, but, it's literally exactly what that album is too. It's great. Uh, I, I love this song. It's like, it feels so big. Yeah. It's, it's enormous. It's uh, it, and the, the vocalist 
it's not fair to compare him to Greta Van Fleet, but that's the first thing I thought of. Like he's got a, the same, um, I don't know, tenor. Is that the sure, right word? Yeah. We'll go um, with that. But it's hard to, to put my finger on what he sounds like, but it sounds familiar, but also it's really well done. Yeah. And you know, the, there's huge chugs in this song, yeah. which is like, yep, th- this is definitely from Kevin. I don't have to wonder <laughs> who sent this to me. Um, but it definitely, like if if you and I had a Venn diagram and in the middle it would be like metal chugs, yeah. that's like one of the first things that would pop up. But the chugs in this song are awesome and um, it just rips. It's, it's un. It's nothing I've ever heard before, but it sounds familiar somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the same way I felt about it, because this is the first Evan Townsend song I ever dove into, too. And I was like, what the fuck? Why haven't I listened to this? This fucking is awesome. Like, this is this checks every single box for me. Love the vocalists. Love the guitars. Love the bass. Love the drums. Love how big it is. Uh, and he has a really great fry scream, too. Like, he can he can, he can can switch between, like, his clean vocals and his screams almost seamlessly. And it's and I think that's that stands out in this song like perfectly so yeah i'm glad you liked it yeah great pick if if we're doing pass fail which i'll I'll just steal that from you <laughs> okay. it goes for a pass cool sick spoiler alert they all pass yeah yours did too. <laughs> uh so the next one i got is identity by august burns red yep uh august burns red has been a staple in what used to be called screamo hard rock it's kind of dissolved since then um but they've just been chugging along for the last 10, 15 years, and uh, they continue to grow and hone their craft. And this song is an amalgamation of what makes August Burns Red great. And, you know, if you went to Warp Tour 10 years ago, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing them. They they played, and they were fucking awesome. They, they're really good at guitar, and they're known as, like, the... The uh, I forget the word that that is always used, but they they're known for their guitar work, like virtuo- virtuoso. Or? Yeah, like they they stood above the rest. Yeah, they were the guys that were like, damn, they're those guys are trying too hard. Guitar- you just got to do a couple chugs yeah. and say like, oh my god, yeah, and guitar golds. <laughs> that guy did a solo. <laughs> Don't you know? You just got to go. This is warp tour, bro. Um. But, you know, they're technically sound, and they aren't afraid to mix up tempos. Yeah. The song feels like four songs mixed into one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where they could have thrown a couple breakdowns or something, they throw in guitar solos, and it's just like the song fucking rips yeah. from, from start to finish. And uh, I love the, stop living in denial. Yeah. And it, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to hear what this guy's enunciating because he screams everything, but... Uh, when they get to the course, you can, for some reason, it like clears up really well and you can understand what he's saying. And I, I love the chorus to this song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, this song reminds me a lot, a lot of early All That Remains because they have that very similar concept. They have two just absolutely incredible guitarists in that band. And they just, there's a, m- a melody going on around it, but they're just fucking noodling around on the guitars the whole time. Just like, look what I can do. No, look what I can do. And they're just fucking masturbating back and forth <laughs> to each other. And that's, I, I fucking love that. If you can make it work early, all that remains. It's one first concert I ever went to Ozfest Oh three. All that remains was on the s- second stage. It was like their first album. And I was fucking blown away. I've kind of fallen off of all that remains since then, but like their early shit is so fucking good. And this this is almost it's almost this could be on an all that remains album and I wouldn't know the difference so mm-hmm. that's high praise for me um, I don't know if you're familiar with all that remains at all but this is they sound very similar at least their early stuff does the one song they had on Guitar Hero I yeah yeah I know. yeah um, 
you know, rightfully so, because like I said, their guitarists were sick. Uh, but the same same thing here. Um, let's, you know, we can't forget to mention six solo followed by a fucking massive breakdown chug. And it's just, it's so good. And it kind of leads you out for the last minute of the song. But then they throw in another like soaring solo in the middle of the chug. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. This is the shit that made me want to play guitar in the first place back when I was a, a young a young boy. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but when I would turn 13, my parents gave me a choice of what instrument I wanted to play. And I, it came down to guitar and turntables. <laughs> Because I wanted to be a DJ. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I ultimately, they convinced me. I think they just didn't really want to buy me turntables because they take up a lot of space. <laughs> We're like, oh, no, like it's so much easier to find a teacher for guitar. I never got, never got me lessons. I just had to teach myself. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I loved playing guitar. I've, I've actually been thinking about picking it back up. But, yeah. So, yeah, I don't that anecdote's just kind of out of nowhere. But, yeah, it's it's shit like this that made me ultimately pick guitar and made me, like, have a lot of fun trying to play shit like that, even though I never could. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick aside, do you remember DJ Hero? Yeah, I do. I was terrible at it. <laughs> I, it was kind of like it, it came out after I stopped, after I dropped out of college. So it was like, that's like a college game. Right? Yeah. I went to go visit Ben at OU and they were getting into it. And they, I hopped on. And I was like, nope, not for me. I'm not drunk <laughs> enough or young enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I, I don't know how to do this. Like guitar, you could like figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Hero was like for people that were already amateur DJs. Yeah. Like if I could, if I could sit down and play it. And not do it in front of people. I might have been, I yeah. might have liked it a little bit more, but I was in front of a bunch of like, I don't know, I was like 23 at the time, a bunch of 18, 19 year old kids. I'm like, no, I don't want to be look stupid in front of these idiots, even though it doesn't fucking matter anymore. Uh, I don't think it ever mattered, but to me, it mattered a lot back then. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Or it was my fault. I, br- I brought up something. Compl- <laughs> it was okay. like a random memory. It's if okay. I don't talk about it now, I'll never talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been my blurring. ADHD brain. If I didn't say something about it, I w- that would have bothered me for a week. I, I, it makes me. It makes me think this has just been brewing in your gut for like ten years. You've been wanting to bring up. Hey, you remember DJ Hero? Okay, just anybody, <laughs> but it's never organically come up in conversation until just now. <laughs> I'm just trying to find a way to talk about being a DJ amateurly oh, on a video game. Man. I'm, I'm glad I could be here for that. Uh, so yeah, anyway, moving on to, uh, the next song for Dill. Uh, this was the one that I was the least sure about. Um, just because I know it's a very strange, it's, it's uh, I'll just say this is Wonderlust King by Gogol, Gogol Bordello. Uh, really weird concept for this band. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a six or seven piece band and they were inspired to make like, I read, a, I read an interview with the main guy. And he said, you know, they were into other bands. They're like, you know what? Nobody's doing European folk rock. And that's it perfectly describes what this is. If you like go to Estonia and go to a punk like punk rock club, you might hear Gogol Bordello. Uh, so it's like it's got mandolins. It's got, like, I don't know, some weird viol- like violin kind of thing. It's just it's a really wild sound, but it's awesome. And like the lead, the lead vocalist is... I wouldn't say his voice is bad. It's just very, very strange. It's it's very, very Eastern European. It sounds oh, yeah. like a guy from Eastern Europe trying to speak English. <laughs> yes. And it's fucking awesome, though. It just kind of lends itself to the very goofy, gypsy-like nature of this this music that they make. And Wonderless King happened to be the first song I ever heard from Gogo Perdillo, too. And it became they became an obsession for me. I'm like, oh, shit, this is... 
music. I've never heard anything like this before. And so anytime I hear that, I just kind of dive in head first and just kind of just consume all of their music. So I was kind of hoping that would have the same effect on you, at least to like some sort of degree. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just weird enough. And this, I remember last week you said something, if there's like na na na's or da da da's, and this has a bunch of that in <laughs> yeah. this song. And there's a lot of like sing, sing along parts to the song. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that, that's enough to kind of hook deal at least a little bit. So yep. I was like, fuck yeah. Cause I was between a couple different, um, Google Bardella songs and I chose this one because of that literally came down to that being the deciding factor so when you added this to the playlist I had it like playing and it was like I was cleaning around the house and I had it on the overhead speakers and I was like what the fuck is this song I thought like the playlist ended in a new like it was like a playlist right. or uh, like a playlist uh, suggestion from Spotify but after I like went back I replayed it and I was like whoa this is fucking sweet <laughs> it's a cool song man <laughs> it's like it's not like, it's not like, um, like, uh, pol- like polka funk pop. It's not yeah. that at all. It's like almost punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it's, more on the punk rocky side, just with a lot of European folky interest in- influences. I, the, the first thing I thought of was like if dropkick Murphys were from the Ukraine <laughs> and, uh, I, re- I, after I listened to the song, I did some research on this guy and he lived a really interesting life. Yeah. Like they had to flee the Ukraine. So he like did a bunch of traveling and that's kind of what the song is about is like being, being a nomad mm-hmm. and like enjoying that life and like f- kind of feeling sorry for people that never made it out of their hometown. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, it's in its essence, it's punk rock. Like get out of your hometown while you can. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, through a refugee refugee lens. Yeah. But yeah, it's the same kind of thing. I love the kind of joy that he brings to his music. And I love that the way he kind of says, I'm like, I'm a wanderlust king. I stay on the run. Like, it's just like, oh, man, that's so fucking cool. Like, it just sounds awesome. And then the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
when you and I always talk about like this song reminds me of this, yeah. it reminds me of something stupid I did. Yeah. Those are the kind of songs that you and I really enjoy together. So yeah. that's why I threw it on here. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's like the perfect vacation song. Cause that's what it's all about. Right. It's mm-hmm. doing stupid shit with your friends, having a trash can trash bag full of beer and a suitcase full of, Oh no, it was trash bag full of clues, suitcase full of beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, dumb shit you did in high school. Those were dumb road trips you you would take with your buddies. And, it remind it this reminds me of another band I love. That's when I hear new music, I try to contextualize it with something that I'm familiar with. And this is very reminiscent of OAR, like early OAR stuff, like shit I was listening to in college. So I'm always I always get an instant nostalgia kick from something that sounds like that. And uh, you know, I I wrote this is this is like Rascal Flats if they weren't fucking awful. <laughs> So like, cause they, 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 it's very similar, like content, like lyrically, right? Yeah. It's all, you know, but there's a certain type of country that is so commercialized and so shitty that I think it's really ruined country for a lot of people and me included. They, I like, I love like storytelling, like good storytelling in country songs and not about, you know, dirt roads and blah, blah, the same shit everybody does. It's like, one of the things that killed country for me is there's a song that's like literally my small town is smaller than yours. Like fuck off. Like you're just pandering to the lowest common denominator here. (laughs) This is like a story that this guy's actually telling, right? It's not like, Oh, this is what my audience wants to hear. This is a song that he wanted to write and hoped it resonated with his audience. There's a very clear difference in country. And I think this is the kind of country that I respect. There's a, episode of parks and rec where they go and try and recruit this like 17 year old kid. And he has like, uh, She's beautiful like my mama, parentheses, uh, drink one for the troops or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so, so, like fuck <laughs> super pandering. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because Parks and Rec, when it comes to like making jokes and like going overboard and exaggerating, it's like, well, that's actually not too far off. No. I know you were like doing it as a hyperbole, but you know, that's kind of how country music is now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so like, it's all the fucking same. And I get it. Like you want to hear stuff you can relate to, but it's like, have a little self-respect for your <laughs> the best one that I've heard on the radio because <laughs> uh, sometimes at work I have no choice but listen to the radio uh, there's one about being a stepdad yeah. he, he ain't my blood but he's my son <laughs> fuck off <laughs> so bad like it's like yeah cool heartwarming message but it's like I can I can hear that song in my head I've never heard it but I can just oh it's so cringy dude it's oh, oh. I'll it, never miss another practice <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like romanticizing being kind of trashy and it's like, just have a little bit more respect for yourself or like not trashy, but like, I don't know. It's like this false version of Americana that I don't really love. Anyway, we're it's, we could do a whole podcast about why modern country is fucking awful. Corey Smith is not awful. Corey Smith. This song is sick. I love it. I love great storytellers. I love his voice. I think that's one of the main things that makes modern country all very vanilla is they all have the same fucking voice. Mm -hmm. And he kind of has more of like a, uh, like a folky vibe to his voice. And again, it lends itself to being a better storytelling medium that way. And I just, I don't know. I I really, really, really dug this song and it was a nice breath of fresh air for sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, moving on. Great pick deal. That definitely got a pass. Sweet. Yeah, definitely got a pass. <laughs> and next to, I think maybe the weirdest song we've ever talked about on this on this show. Definitely, it's um, "Skinned" by Blind Melon. Uh, for, I want to again. I've been going on a lot of diatribes this week, but that's okay because you know what? Like we've said before, it's our fun podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Guess what? We're self indulgent, <laughs> yeah. unapologetically. Yeah, if you don't like it, don't fucking listen. <laughs> uh, actually, do listen, please. Tell all your friends. Please tell everyone. <laughs> please tell everyone. Uh, 
Blind Melon is remembered for No Rain. Everybody's heard No Rain before. Uh, and it's it's a classic song. And I think people mislabel them as a one hit wonder because if you listen to their discography, there's a lot of really really good shit in there. They're definitely like top five bands from the nineties for me. They're just, their catalog is just so good from top to bottom. Like all of their deep cuts are great and they really deserve a better, a much better listen. And there was a lot of blind melon songs I waffled between, you know, I thought about putting life ain't so shitty, which is just a really cool, just like one take recording of the lead singer when playing his guitar who tragically died. I think he's part of the 27, 27 year old club. Yeah. Uh, I think overdose was probably the case there. Um, but just a rare talent, like a rare kind of band that just was, I think they released maybe three or four albums. Like not really sure. So they did a decent amount of music, but I just feel like they, they don't get the credit they deserve because no rain was such a big hit and just nobody really ever dug in past that. Um, but skinned is a song about a mass murderer that makes furniture out of body parts. The, the song it's, it starts off with a kazoo. And the first lyric is, I'll make a shoehorn out of Yoshim. And it's just like, oh, what the f- what? I didn't, ex- it's, it's very good, a very big, like Rocky, not Rocky Raccoon, um, Maxwell Silver Hammer feel to it. I always, yeah. any goofy song about murder, I always relate back to <laughs> Maxwell Silver Hammer. And I just seem to love songs like this. You take something very dark and you make it fun and goofy. And like the lyrics crack me up, man. It's, it's, and it's literally, there's no deeper meaning to it. It's just a guy. I think he's looking at it from the the like serial killer's perspective. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the lyrics, it'll be pretty obvious. But yeah. like, you're like, he's just trying to play devil's advocate, and I think yeah. it's like a, a shock song. Yeah, it and it's like, is. oh my god. Well, you, what you can hear him giggle like in the middle of the song, so he, yes. he knew what he was doing. I love the the chorus where it's like, when will the thrill be too much meat for me to hide? <laughs> and then the first one is, when will the kill be too much meat for me to? No, no. Yeah, when will the kill be too much meat for me to hide? When will the thrill be too much meat for me to find? And it's <laughs> and it's it's really cool. Like it's really well done. Like that's what I think sells the song for me is like it's really musically sound. Like there's a there's a, a banjo in the like buried in the track here. A lot of really cool musical elements going on. And his, the way he controls his vocals and kind of manipulates them to kind of match the band is really really cool. Like it's a, on the face value sonically, it's really really a great song. It just happens to be about a guy making rib cages into coffee tables. <laughs> yeah, another one of those. Yeah, yeah another one of those. <laughs> uh, I was very concerned when there was a kazoo. I was like, yeah. please tell me this kazoo is not going to be in the whole song. But no, it opens the song and like, uh, hey, this is going to be almost like creepy not almost it's fucking creepy it's weird and, <laughs> it's fucking weird and there the banjo is awesome and it feels like it's like a better version of what you heard in the 90s yeah and i think a lot of times 90s bands got the unfair advantage of like you got one song to the radio and that's you're going to be a one-hit wonder yeah nowadays people if they hear a song they like they dig into a full album and i think that's because albums are more accessible you don't have to pay 10 bucks for yeah. them and you can listen to it, the whole thing on Spotify, which is a whole other conversation. But weirdly enough, the song is about Ed Gain, yeah, who I'd never heard about until two weeks ago. Never heard about him until uh, just now. So we, I do another podcast with my buddy where we uh, talk about uh, slasher movies and horror movies. And one guy was calling Ed Gain an artist, and I was like, "Who the fuck's Ed Gain?" So I look it up, and I'm like. This guy is calling a guy who <laughs> killed people and dug up people from their graves and like 
put wore their skin as a skin suit and like danced around. Mm. He was calling this guy an artist. He's like, Michelangelo dug up graves and he's not considered a weirdo, but Ed Gein does it and it's considered weird. It's like, well, I, I think they're all kind of weird, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but it was just w- a weird coincidence to hear that same name in like three weeks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, Maybe it's telling you something, Dylan. I think you need to go do some grave robbing. Um, yeah, I can. Do, <laughs> coincidentally, my dogs are serial killers. <laughs> they can't stop killing animals. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by death. <laughs> death is everywhere, man. Jesus um, <laughs> H. Christ. So anyway, uh, that was a fun song. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is a fun song. It is like, a let's fun not song. diminish it. It's a I, fun song to listen to, but it is about. Ed, yeah, Ed Gain. Yeah, Ed Gain. <laughs> Who made uh, lampshades out of durable skin, apparently, which is yeah. one of the lyrics in the song as well. But yeah, a good pick because you know I love weird. And yeah, this was yeah. the weirdest of the weird. I figured it was if it if you didn't like it musically, you'd at least appreciate how creepily funny it was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the next one, it it all. Yeah, it all. It all. Uh, the fun thing about this show is that it pushes me out of my comfort zone, and this is one that I searched out avidly. I was like, I'm gonna pick like an old hip hop song that I know Kevin's going to enjoy. I, I don't know if you'd heard this song before. I, I don't, I mean, I, I may have, but I, it wasn't in my memory bank. I went through the rabbit hole. I started clicking on artists and like Spotify is good about showing you related artists. And I found myself with, uh, the roots featuring Q-tip and the song's called it all the universal side. And, you know, Kevin and I have talked about Questlove and Q-Tip, and I found myself looking for something that was clever and had, like, a lot of rhythm. And this didn't have, like, a gangster beat to it. It didn't have – it felt like almost like a true drum track to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a testament to how much we've grown together Mm -hmm. doing this podcast. And you didn't, like – I wasn't pandering with this, and, you know, you didn't put me up to it. But uh, I was truly into it, so I was like, you know what? If I'm this into it, I'm sure Kev's going to like oh, it, so yeah. I send it to you. Yeah, I fucking love, love, love Q-Tip. Um, and just kind of this style of rap in general, like that kind of very smooth East Cl- East Coast like flow. Um, back when Off the Beaten Clef was a blog that I was writing back like five years ago, I actually did a, a, a blog about a tribe called Quest, which is very in this same vein. It's very smart, intelligent smooth east coast i'm from new york hip-hop and i I fucking love it man it's like this is there's something like there's there's hip-hop artists that do stuff similar to this now but it's missing a bit of that edge to it i think and i you know just to speak on q-tip alone like i love q-tip's flow so much he's very nasally and and on face value it's not super like interesting or good to listen to, but you throw a New York accent on top of it and he's just really, really good lyrically and flow wise. His Q-tip is one of my favorite rappers of all time. And I think he's not underrated, but I don't think there's a lot of people nowadays that know who Q-tip is and they absolutely should because he's a master of just, just wrapping lyrics around a beat. And this beat is fucking awesome. It's it's just, sorry, I'm all over the place, but I can, I could talk about East coast, like nineties rap all day because I grew up listening to it. And there's just, there's a certain sheen of like classiness to it that you didn't get from like West coast gangster rap. When I, I love that shit too. It's harder. Um, I really gravitated that towards that as like a high school kid. I was like, Oh fuck yeah, this is hard as shit. I want to be hard as shit too. Like, I love ice cube, Tupac, all that shit. But there, as I grew older, I really gravitated toward back towards like East coast rap and this more sophisticated, almost like uh, it's like, you know, if you ever like 
studied like the Harlem poets and stuff like that. It's kind of very reminiscent of that, like a very intellectual um, conversation about the struggles of being black in New York and on the East Coast during the time. And it's just, it's so, so fascinating to me. It's a world that I always wanted to be a part of because like, man, this shit's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I know they went through a lot of struggle and they talked about their struggles, but I just saw how they looked and how they rapped and how intelligent they were with what they were saying. And it's just always something that I wanted to be a part of. And so thank you for picking this because it, it tells me it, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, don't pick the Q-tip song. I talked about how I like Q-tip in passing one day. He listens to me. I was like, Oh, what a good guy. <laughs> like he actually listens to the, the bullshit that sprays out of my mouth constantly. And yeah, man, I just, like I said, I could talk about, you can feel the direct like correlation between that and like early J Cole, early yeah. Lupe, where it's like um, they felt like they had a lot to say, and like they it, the songs had like a certain tempo to it that's very similar to this. So you can feel the the direct correlation between those. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's like this. There's this, there's a classiness to it. Mm-hmm. You think about like I don't know. There's just something really really cool about it. Like James Baldwin, I think is would listen to this. And if you don't know who James Baldwin is, um, big uh, like African American rights activist back in like the sixties, um, just super intelligent, hyper um, kind of radical for the time, but hyper intelligent and just very very classy and cool. And it's just there's something about this style of music that just it really resonates with my soul, and I, you know, I just love it. So yeah, I know, I know, I'm not a big hip hop head, but there's there's shit like this that just it's it's undeniable. And if you say you don't like it, I think you're lying to yourself because oh, yeah. it's just it just means you're into shitty music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rap now is pretty divisive. Like, I I get why the younger generations into it, but like a lot of the older people don't really get it. This is like universally understandable. Yeah, for someone. yeah, I'm definitely an old head when it comes to hip hop, and I think it just think it's better in every way shape and form but anyway um, i'm not going to get into why i hate modern rap um, almost as much as i hate modern country because it's again another full podcast so old men yell about what they hate now. <laughs> yeah, old man shakes fist at clouds uh so my last pick for you um was a big old uh building momentum from a couple weeks ago uh which is rodeo by aaron copeland uh, and it's uh it's another classical piece uh it's a very it's a big like piece of Americana. Everybody's heard this song. It was the, the beef. What's for beef? What's for dinner? That, that whole ad campaign. It, this was the song that they used for it. Um, and I was like, you know, we had a breakthrough with goofy Gustav where I, I, you know, I found a classical piece that Dylan really could sink his teeth into and really enjoy. And so I, I, I came into, cause I knew I wanted to pick a classical piece and there was a bunch that I went through like piano pieces that I love, uh, like a bunch of Chopin that I almost picked. Um, uh, you know, some Saint song, some shit like that. But I was like, nah, it's, it's all too, too classical. I think Dylan needs to, like it kind of followed my own advice, start with something more recent and kind of build your way backwards from there. And Aaron Copeland is, you know, one of my favorite American composers of all time. Cause he does, he makes classic pieces of Americana like this. And so I was like, okay, I need something that could be on a music, like a, a, a movie soundtrack and this is perfect this is every western movie that's ever been made you know uh this is joy jovial cowboys galloping through the plains um r- ranch hands riding the riding the fences it's just it's everything about being a cowboy that is romantic about being a cowboy and that's that's what rodeo does and i love the way the momentum builds in this and then 
the strings come in, but then the brass comes in and it becomes very loud and bombastic. And then it drops down again to the boom, boom, where they're kind of like in the saloon, like having a drink. Then you ride back out on the road and it ramps back up again. Fucking great, great piece of music. Um, so I knew Dylan liked the planets because it was big and bombastic and sounded like a movie. So I picked, that's why I picked it. Yep. Yeah. You got, you nailed it. I love movie soundtracks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I didn't know that I'm self discovering right now. Um, yeah. It makes me want to go on an adventure. I feel like I was in Westworld season one, Back to the Future. I just, I just read your notes for What's the that? first time. <laughs> I'll let you get to it. Uh, Back to the Future, yeah. the third one, yeah. uh, when they were in the Western. Uh, but Final you know. goes west. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can't even get through what I wrote. Um, <laughs> Goddamn, Billy's stuck in the well. Let's hop on our horse and ride out and see what's the matter. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly... Exactly what this sounds like. <laughs> if you've never heard this song, if you hear that description, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's, oh man, it's so fucking perfect. That's why I just started laughing. <laughs> What's the matter? Um, yeah, so go, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I really appreciate a song with such personality and flair. And, you know, it's a relatively short song yeah. for. Um, so I appreciate that. You know, that's proof that you listen to me too. Yeah. You pick a seven minute <laughs> song, no matter what, I'm pretty much going to be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, like this is too short. <laughs> the editor take a vacation again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, it also makes me want to watch a movie like Princess Bride, where yeah. you're like riding on a horse yeah. and like I'm gonna get the girl. Yeah, That's, there's no getting around it. Oh, man. Princess Bride, great. great I just watched it for the first time, so I feel oh, like oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Even when we man. talked about it on Red Wine rom coms. Um, oh man, Princess Bride is a classic, dude. I like. I felt so happy. Like yeah, it's, it's a, I watched it twice. Like as yeah. soon as I finished it, I was like, I'm going to watch it again. I watched that movie like once a week growing up. I fucking love that movie. I can't believe you've never seen it. I know. I know. It's but crazy. you like, you obviously loved it. I loved it. Oh man. It's so fucking good. Like every character is good and lovable. Like even the bad characters, like the six fingered man is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Prince, Prince Humperdinck is hilarious. Oh man. They're all fucking great. Fuck. I'm going to go and watch that movie. Yeah. Tonight. Now I'm probably going to watch it tonight too. <laughs> Everybody watch Princess Bride. <laughs> we write at dawn. But yeah, what a great pick. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. You know, I, I found a, a classical piece of music that was like less than five minutes long. So that is uh, That's my 30 spot. seconds long as far as uh, classical song, classical pieces go. So. Yeah. Uh, so my last pick, All Star, the Brief Carolina remix by Smash <laughs> Something completely different. Enough of something completely different. Yeah. Uh, I picked this because it shouldn't work. Yeah. Write it down on paper. Hey, let's do a dance remix to All Star by Smash Mouth. Anyone that's ever worked retail, you're like, fuck All Star by mm-hmm. Smash Mouth. I'm tired of hearing it. The hits start coming and they don't stop coming. I, I, it makes me want to play Bop It a little bit, but also I also want to like throw myself down a flight of stairs because <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing the song. I can't um, think of Bop It without thinking of that vine now. Bop It. <laughs> Twist it. And <laughs> just... <laughs> Uh, Sorry, total total but, lapse of concentration. <laughs> but this song works against all odds, and I think it's because um, Breathe Carolina knocked it out of the park. There are some weird elements to it, like mm-hmm. a yeah. which is like yeah. my favorite part of the song. And like, like even the whistle during the chorus, yeah. it could be easily be annoying, but somehow they made it work. Mm-hmm. And Breathe Carolina, we talked about them a, lot, uh, a few weeks ago with. Uh, kind of being in that realm of like neon uh party music but they've kind of catered towards like making more like dance remixes and edm tracks and yeah 
they knocked it out of the park and I'm excited to hear what you think. Yeah. So like when I saw this on the, I was like, God damn it, Dylan, I know you did this as like a meme or a joke. Um, and I wasn't sure about it and I was like, Oh, star, come on. Like every year, I think you, you can limit it. You don't have to limit it to just retail employees. It's like, if you're a living, breathing human being that grew up in like the, <laughs> if you're between the ages of like 18 and dead, you, <laughs> you hate this song. <laughs> um, but it's like the song that we all love to hate, right? It's, it's, we hear it everywhere. We all know the words to it. If you listen to the full song, you're going to end up singing along at some point. Cause you're like, fuck, I've, it's all star. It's, it's become, you know, it's almost got its own like zeitgeist around it. It's, it's just, it's just a song that's always going to be made fun of because it is so likably bad. Uh, but it made me smile. Like I realized as I was listening to it and once I got to the chorus, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I could feel like a smile creeping across my face and it's because it gives, um, breathe Carolina gave this song a, like an, almost like a 2015, like big house era feel to it. Where it was just like, yeah, let's fucking dance. Like the, who cares? Like nobody cares. Like this song is just here to make you happy. Let's, you know, throw fists in the air and let's just be happy and dance. And I really like 2015 is one of my, like I, I limited to 2015, but that's kind of where I kind of started like hearing like big house stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like Tiesto's big house era started in 2015. And that's kind of my meter for all things. EDM is what Tiesto is doing at the time. And, um, it really, really kind of feels like it could have fit in anywhere. And like, a, like I could hear any number of DJs. This is almost like an Avicii version of all star. Mm-hmm. It feels very much like something Avicii would do. Obviously not to the same caliber of Avicii, but it feels very much in that same vein where it's just kind of like happy and you could throw it on at a festival and people will love it. And it's probably been played at festivals before I imagine. So yeah, it's just a fun twist on that song. We all love to hate. Like I said, it's, this is a big old fat pass for me. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. So that's it. That's our uh, the newlywed playlist. Yeah, I think it we turns did good. Out we passed the newlywed test. We did. And, and you know, newlywed is a bit of a misnomer too, because like I said at the beginning, we've known each other for almost six years now. Yeah, well, five years. But it's still fun to like try and fig- try and figure out what the other person likes, mm-hmm. because we kind of pick stuff like in our own world, but we think the other person will like. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Thanks for... Nope. We're going to get this song on the show. Oh, hey. It's like a Mexican standoff. Wait, hold on there. Um, I'll let you go first because you might have picked my favorite song of the year so far. <laughs> yeah, so I really, really wanted to put this on my play, like the, the pr- playlist proper. But I already had two metal songs that I really like felt strongly about. like, uh, And I didn't want to put three on there because I don't want to be just the metal guy, even though that's like my biggest base of knowledge is metal music, but this is a song called troll hammerin by fin troll. They're a Finnish. There's no other way to put it like folk metal. Uh, think like I would call it like Viking metal almost. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, my older brother introduced me to this band. Um, and I forget, I always forget the name of the song, but it's literally just, it sounds like them out in the woods stomping in the swamp and banging on logs. And it's just, it's so fucking cool, man. But this is not that song. Troll hammering is probably their most well-known song for good reason. Cause it fucking rocks. Um, I imagine someone like, <laughs> you ever seen that guy that like does a Martin Scorsese movie? He's like, goes, 
It's a t- TikTok, and he's like, <laughs> all right, uh, give me Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, something <laughs> traumatic happened to him. And, like, <laughs> this guy just did that, but he goes... <laughs> Give me sea shanties, but make it metal. <laughs> and, like, I was so ready for this song, but I didn't know it. Yeah, like the song came on on my drive home, and I was like, "Oh my god, I I couldn't stop texting you." Like I love this song. Uh, this is what I've always needed. Just like I want this song playing on repeat for the rest of my it's life. So fucking good. I love getting that response out of like shit I know is weird, but every time I've shown somebody troll hammer and they're like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. So please, please listen to If you don't listen to any more fin troll, at least listen to troll hammer in because it's fucking great. It's sea shanty metal, bro. Mm-hmm. And like we said the other day, like everyone wants to be a pirate. And yeah. guess what? Yep. This pirate's metal. Yep. This one's got gauges. <laughs> this pirate has gauges. <laughs> Uh, it's funny enough because Ben was texting me. He's like, hey, have you heard of Ailstorm? I'm like, yeah, I fucking love Ailstorm. They're literally a pirate metal band. They mm-hmm. write songs about being pirates, but it's metal. Um, so bonus song of the show for me, Mexico by Ailstorm. Fucking awesome. We'll, we'll let Ben be the honorary. Yeah, that's Ben's honorary pick because yeah. we talked about Ailstorm. I don't know if he's going to pick Mexico or not, but that's like they kind of blew up very in a very small way with Mexico because yeah. it's, it's, it's just a pirate metal song about going to Mexico. Love it. Uh, my song of the show, Growing Up by 90s Kids. Yep. It's a new one. Just came out last week. Um, feels like the new, feels like New Radicals. I told you before the show, like, everyone only knows You Get What You Give by New Radicals, mm-hmm. but the whole album is, like, perfectly 90s, and they were going for a 90s feel on this song, and they're a local band from Columbus, so I always like to uh, shout out them as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, 90s Kids Growing Up. It makes you feel like uh, you should be watching Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. watching people get slimed, <laughs> watching Double Dare. <laughs> the song's playing in the background. Like I never want to grow up. <laughs> that makes me. It makes me. Takes me back to just the glory days of MTV. Just mm-hmm. all that shit. Whenever I hear like, get what you give. I'm like, yeah, man, that fucking video was cool. I remember watching videos here and watching that, and then seeing like I don't know, heart shaped box video after mm-hmm. that. Just. I don't know. There was MTV used to be cool. Yeah. Well, actually, you remember the Scooby Doo movie? Uh, the Did you ever watch the live action Scooby Doo's? Dang, I was I was past your time. Past huh? my time. Uh, there's a second one where that like they flash back to them as kids. It's hilarious, but they also play "You Get What You Give" and they're like showing like the cool '70s and like all of them as young kids, yeah. and it's like, oh, such a good moment. Yeah. We'll talk about the live action Scooby Doo someday. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, sure that'll come up if on we, a music podcast. <laughs> yeah, if we ever do, you know, uh, Queen City again, uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll we'll talk about some Scooby Doo shit. We'll yeah. have we'll have Ben on specifically because he despises all things Scooby Doo. So we'll make sure he's on for that. He's that such episode. a shaggy. <laughs> That's probably why he hates us because he looks like fucking Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, just uh, didn't like being portrayed as a dumb stoner. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. That's but yeah, uh, this is definitely the longest episode we've had in a while. We're almost to an hour. Oh, shit. So, Look uh, at us. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're doing we're doing one about covers. Yeah, I think we're going to do... Uh, we haven't decided on a name. The working title is the Sloppy Seconds playlist, where um, we're going to pick songs. We're both going to pick songs that we think the cover is better than the original. Which I think is an interesting concept. I've already got two or three in mind for that. Um, hopefully, we don't have some over. I mean, we might have some overlap in this. Yeah. The, the obviously the catalog for this is much much smaller than just the entire musical spectrum songs that we, that we like. Have. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited to get into it. And uh, if you guys have any ideas, uh, hit us up on Instagram. We're at Off the Beaten Clef 
on Twitter. We're at OffClef. This will be a really, really cool one. I'm excited to see the audience participation in this one because there's a lot of shit that I haven't heard that I might not know as a cover. So, Yep. And if you send us anything from our last night, we will immediately throw it in the trash. That's a guarantee. <laughs> okay. That's like a no-no for me. Okay. Where green, it's like the green day of cover bands. Okay, sure. All right. I don't know who they are and I'm glad I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you.